0: Sometime well after dark, two men met in a field. One of them brought with him some basic materials which can be purchased at any number of stores and nobody would think twice about their procurement. These two men proceeded to occupy most of their night in a joint effort to make something odd using only these materials. It was actually a very easy process to perform, but what they created would stun and captivate the world for decades. These two men chuckled to themselves about how much fun it was to use these rudimentary materials in the dark. They took no credit, not initially anyway, and let the rumors run as wild as confetti tossed into a gale-forced wind. The speculations ran so rampant that when the men finally did come forward to claim credit for these gargantuan masterpieces, the world didn't believe that these two everyday people could have been the creators of them especially when they showed how simple it was to bend over the medium of their creations. It took both of them stepping together onto a board with a rope tied to either end to bend over the stalks of farmer's fields, creating huge circles that were so impressive that they had to have been made by visitors from planets far more advanced than our own. These crop circles were first sighted in Europe in 1976 and were, at least initially, the Soul creations of Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley. This hoax was crafted nearly 50 years ago. So why does it incite a reason to panic today? Well, stick around to find out. Welcome to Reason to Panic, the only podcast for the worried mind. Every week, we come at you with a new reason to panic, so you never have to worry about running out of reasons to panic. Welcome to another episode, everybody. Uh, Glad to have you back again this week, wherever you're tuning in from, be it iTunes or Spotify or wherever else. Uh, I'm joined uh, my name is Tyler Mason I'm the host this week uh, or I, I host is wrong I guess I'm the 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 uh What would you call me, the MC? We'll call you the host.
1: That way we can pin it on you if this thing goes south. That's true. You can be the
0: moderator. That's it. We'll go with moderator. I was trying to come up with something a little bit cooler than that, but you know, whatever.
1: It's a debate now, I guess,
0: huh? Yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm joined today by uh, my my two favorite individuals. I look forward to to talking with them almost every week, Uh, Randall Floyd and Eli Bowman. Gentlemen, how are we doing? <clears throat> well, I can speak
1: for, for myself. No, I'm speak doing for just Randall, fine. I'll speak for all of us. We're all <laughs> doing great. We're doing great.
2: Yeah. Every, everything I read this week has, has just made it so that I know that I'm, I'm doing good. Like I already knew I was good, but yeah, when I read every, yeah. all the stuff for the show, I just knew.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like I, I, uh, I asked my friends, I was like, I'm doing really well, aren't I? <laughs> and it, believe it or not, like I was shocked. Like everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing really well. So
2: Yeah, one I person mean, said I was doing horrible but I figured he was lying anyway, so it didn't really <laughs> affect me. Yeah.
1: Someone said I wasn't doing well. And we just got into it on Facebook for like thirty minutes. Like it was like back and forth, but you know, you're never gonna change some people's
0: minds. So. Sorry, I just just unfriend him. That's that's what we do, right? If we disagree, we just just friend them and block
1: everyone. That's right. I've made made the block the block function on Facebook like like a hot key on my keyboard. Like I just like I just all day I'm just blocking, blocking. I, I go look for people to block. I mean that's how that's how into it I am.
0: Well, you know, I I felt pretty good. Uh, there's how many billion active users on Facebook? And I think I'm only allowed to be seen by like five or six of them still. I've blocked everybody. It's like I just I don't need you people. So Randall's got us all beat though. He just stays off of it completely. So anyway, hey, so uh, yeah, so before we get into this. Randall's like,
1: what do you mean what do you mean blocking? What is this blocking?
2: <laughs> I, I block I blocked Facebook. That's all I did. I just blocked Facebook. <laughs> for the win. You know if you think about it Tyler, before you dive into this,
1: if you think about it, when you start Facebook, everyone is like theoretically blocked until you unblock them by sending them a friend request. That's <laughs> so true. like we kind of we kind of start out with everyone blocked and then we kind of create what we want out of our Facebook.
0: That's a potential segment right there. Like we're talking about having fun different segments. I've got a, a little one for this one, but deep thoughts by Eli. Oh boy. I think, be, I think we could go somewhere with that. Maybe uh, five, 10 minute show. That, that's, <laughs> that's all that would be. No. So we, 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 we've been trying to come up with, uh, you know, different ways to introduce ourselves and just let our, our viewers kind of, or our listeners kind of hear who we are. So I, I read a meme the other day and, and, and then we'll get into the segment here, but, but it said, don't let anyone treat you like a yellow starburst. You're a red starburst. <laughs> And I kind of chuckled to myself, right? Because as a kid, it's, oh man, it's the yellow or it's the, uh, the, the red and the pink are the, are the desirable ones. I found later in life the joy of mixing together the yellow and the orange. So if you guys could be a starburst, which color would you be? Red, mm. uh, uh, pink, yellow, or orange?
1: Randall, please, by all means, go.
0: Um, I I always pick
2: yellow because lemon's my favorite flavor and there's always a ton of them left over when everyone else is (laughs) done with the bag.
1: (laughs) I actually really like yellow Starbursts as well. Um, But uh, I like the dark red ones. I like the uh, whatever the cherry ones are. I like I like those. There it is.
0: Anyway, I thought of you guys when I read that meme. I was like, that'd be kind of fun to ask the guys what color Starbursts, you know, because we don't all have to be red. Maybe that's why we started the yeah. podcast is because we're not, we're not red starburst or pink. but you, maybe you're right. Although Eli is wearing a pink shirt, so I digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so these guys meet in the field and they create crop circles. So what does that have to do with the reason to panic? Well, what we're going to talk about today is confirmation bias. And the and the the dangers of confirmation bias and how rampant it runs in society so are you guys familiar with the history of of these two guys that created the crop circles I'm not but I'm very
1: interested to learn more based on your monologue I, I you kind of got I'm sort of you, you've dangled the carrot now I'm like kind of waiting for more here
0: well so it's interesting these these two guys that I, I don't even know where the this idea came from but you know, they kind of chuckled to themselves. This would be fun. And it was a practical joke that just kind of grew legs and took off. Right. So they started creating these crop circles and there was literally millions of dollars spent to figure out where they came from. And theories grew out of it like crazy. It was aliens. It was, you know, all these signs. I mean, Mel Gibson, um, one of my favorite movies by M night uh, Shyamalan signs, right. All centered around these crop circles. And so these guys, it it, it was, uh, it wasn't until into the 80s, I think it was 15 years later when they finally like, yeah, it was us. People didn't believe them. They're like, no, 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 there's no way. (coughs) But by this point, they were showing up all over the world. And they said, well, we told a couple of friends, they thought it was kind of funny. So they did it. And so then it just kind of grew to where these crop circles just started Mm -hmm popping up but because of the confirmation yeah. bias people were so convinced they're like okay you guys might have created some. like even after watching them they're like okay i can see that you guys might have made some of them there's no way you made them all aliens have to have made some of the other ones and people were just <laughs> absolutely convinced that this was this was uh, an act of god or an act of of some alien the species aliens. <laughs> and and I think that I, I thought as I, as I kind of came across this earlier today, I just thought how relevant that is to the topic I'd originally kind of picked, but I didn't want to focus just on, on the initial topic. Actually, Randall's the one that suggested the initial topic until I changed it a few hours ago. Um, Cause I can do that. It's my, it's yeah, my thanks. week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, always I, fun to give credit. Thank you too. Tyler. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you guys wasted
2: research. Well. <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> Was it really though? No, I know you I know you gentlemen no, spent some time looking, looking at confirmation bias. So, I've kind of set the stage with with the idea that we can we can quite literally shape our paradigm of I'm only going to believe this because it supports what I want to believe. But uh, I know you guys found some stuff. So, what are some things you found on on confirmation bias? What's your just kind of out of the gate thoughts on what it is or why it's important or, or relevant?
1: I, I uh, there was this uh, meme. One of the first things that I saw was this meme. And Do you know the meme of Keanu Reeves where he's like, "Whoa," you know? And it's like <laughs> always. It's like the meme is some deep thought. <clears throat> it's it's. It's 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 that meme, and it says, "What if recognizing confirmation? Uh, what if recognizing confirmation bias just feeds our confirmation bias of our <laughs> assumption that we are unbiased?" <laughs> it's
2: like
0: mind blown. <laughs>
2: I'll come back to you on that one. I'm going to have to think about that for about a half hour.
0: I know, right? That, yeah, that's yeah. that's going to require sitting next to like a meditation <laughs> pond. <laughs> <laughs> this is finding
1: your center. That's what it's going to take. It's um, like one of those ending.
0: double negative sentences.
2: Right. <laughs> where they have like 40 double negatives in it. You're trying to figure out what it's actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> what did you find, out, Randall? What did you we'll find, Randall? for you? Um... Well, I first off, I was able to put a word to what this actually was because I experienced it all the time uh, in my life and in the life of other people because I'm a lawyer. I deal with confirmation bias a lot, especially with business owners who think they know what they're doing and, and have all these other things. And so they like, I don't know. It My research really was confirmation bias is real and everybody has it. To some degree, and it's really difficult to recognize in like all kinds of situations. I mean, there's yeah. there's lots of Dilbert cartoons that would sh- shed light on it, but I mean, it's it's really just a it's just a thing that's there that affects everybody. It can lead to some really really crazy results.
1: Yeah, there, like the Salem if you, witch if trials, you, right? Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, very true, and well, it's and dangerous. I mean, so, there's a good example of like the danger of. Confirmation bias. I was just gonna say something on the on the levity the levity end. It, you know, if you Google confirmation bias comics or confirmation bias memes or confirmation bias funny, there are hilarious things out there about this. Um but but then you know Randall decides to just go all the way to the severe severity <laughs> of the Salem witch trials, which is in he's not wrong. He's right. That is con that is a very good example of it and a dangerous. I have even more severe
2: it. examples
1: yeah and they're out there it, it, confirmation bias i mean i think of the crusades it's another example of many yeah, our, people our, who
0: died based on confirmation bias our history is riddled with with uh, dead bodies from confirmation bias where it, it, you know this must be law this must be truth and and they're blind the at, to all reason <laughs> there we go right um uh, yeah, I don't even know where to go. I mean, we've got Salem witch trials and Holocaust. We're we're done. That's that's it. Uh, yeah.
1: you know, I, I, I laugh,
0: but but the reason I'm, I laugh is because I, I
1: actually, Tyler, if you have a second, I, I have this this anecdotal story. Did I just say anecdotal story? You,
0: you, you did. <laughs> you, okay.
1: You did. Here's an anecdote for you. Um, my dad. So those of you listening who are like my my family and friends probably like 75% of the listeners um <laughs> if you knew my dad then it would sh- it would shock you to learn that for a period of time he was actually a telephone psychic um I'm like one of those uh, you know pay for psychic reading type things in the you know 70s or 80s i can't remember which decade it was
2: but it was a 900 number psychic. he was he was <laughs> that a one, awesome. one 900 psychic
1: guy now he didn't do it for very long <laughs> and here is why the key to these to those services at least back then was you were trained to tell people things that applied to everyone, or that you were certain that they would think definitely applied to them. So, for example, you would say, you know, someone would say, I would call in, like, oh, I need to know what's happening. I'm so stressed. Like, can you tell me anything about my future, like coming up? Like, I, I have so many worries. My dad, or someone in that position, would say, I can sense that you are someone who's been through a lot. Well, everyone thinks to themselves, especially if they've if they've been relegated to dialing a nine hundred number to talk to a psychic for therapy. Right. Like, everyone's like, "Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I've been through a lot. You're. You're right. But, but I, I'm sensing that there is change right around the corner for you. It's coming. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can. I can feel it too. I think you're right. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I called. I knew it. I just needed to make sure that I was not crazy.
0: <laughs> so wow, I feel like I need to pay that's, you that's, something, Eli. I feel, it suddenly feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: sort of like confirmation bias in a different application. Um, I mean, still, you could say deception, but um, it, it makes me ask ask the question, though. You know, how much of it is actual willful deception? Versus how much is simply human nature? How much of this is hardwired into us in order for us to to keep some sort of semblance of sanity? I mean, what if we had absolutely no confirmation bias? What if we never sought to validate our views and points? I think we'd be crazy. I think we'd go insane. We would never know if we were right about anything. So I feel like we're fighting against biology to a certain degree, but I also think that we can really go off the deep end by feeding our biology too much. Randall, you're smiling. Can you tell me why?
2: You know that thing you were worried that was going to happen? Yeah, it's, it's going to happen in like two weeks. That's <laughs> I, I would be such a mean phone psychic.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't last long on the job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or would he because if they've got somebody that is is giving them psychic readings that they feel are so viscerally real feeding their bias that everything is mm. coming to an end would they stay on the phone longer going back to your point yeah. eli yeah. and that's the thing that's interesting that with confirmation bad thing, that, that, bias. that bad
1: thing's going to happen in two weeks but to find out what that is, you need to pay another twenty
0: dollars, and then I'll tell you what that is. it'll give you, it'll buy you ten more minutes. Oh man! But that's the thing that's crazy with confirmational bias, and I think that it's an important point that you brought up, Eli. That to a certain extent, that there is some necessity to that confirmational bias uh, because it does give you a sense of um, uh, commitment. But it's dangerous too because you commit too much and Randall's already brought a, a couple of, of very gruesome examples of, of where committing to something that much and being blind to all reason can be absolutely negative. So this this is where it is that I kind of segued from the topic that Randall brought up to a more general, but I'm going to reference the story. It's all over social media right now, so it, it probably won't be new to uh, to our listeners because this will come out a few weeks after it's happened but there is a volcano erupting uh, and i can't remember which island it's on and i closed the article and now i can't find it but help me same out here visit. guys there it is and same, so there's a volcano that's, that's erupting and carnival and royal caribbean cruise lines um i've been on both i love royal caribbean to death i think they're a, a great time on on the seas um they showed up knight in shining armor Here we are, we're going to bail people out from this volcano that only erupts every several decades. I mean, it's a long time between eruptions of this volcano. 100,000 people live in the area, and they're like, we're going to evacuate as many of them as we can as long as you've been vaccinated. If you haven't, sorry. Like, I hope you can swim, you know? It's this bias that, no, 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 no. You guys don't matter because... You you didn't agree to get a a, a vaccine against COVID, um, and this is where it starts to be really really scary. I mean, we've seen it with masks, we've seen it with all of these different things. Where it's like, no no no, this is the science behind it, and there's there's you know there's no other alternative choice or solution or or whatever because of these confirmational biases.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's and the thing is is that, that they're kind of doing that. And I saw that I saw that article, Tyler. So I know I know what you're talking about. Um, they're doing this without, without the real provocation of legislation. Uh, they're just, this is just a company policy that they're, they're just preemptively, um, saying that we won't, we won't board you to get off this Island unless you have proof, uh, you know, physical evidence that you've received a vaccination for COVID, um, so, so I, I see what you mean, uh, on the confirmation bias side, you know, it sounds like maybe what you're, what you're saying, Tyler, is that they're, they're kind of, um, playing into what someone, you know, what one might call hysteria. Now I, I can imagine, well, I can imagine, you know, me- medical professionals that are listening or, sci- or, or scientists that are listening, um, thinking, yeah, for sure. You don't want to risk people getting COVID, you know, the, they're getting, you know, Crammed into these ships like sardines, and if someone's not vaccinated, and you know, then then, or, or if enough people aren't vaccinated, then none of it's going to work. Um, but I was just on an airplane two days ago. No, excuse me, yesterday I was on three airplanes yesterday. Two of them, every seat was filled, and the we were circulating the same darn air. The only requirement. Was you had to have a mask on at all times. So, is it that the airlines are being irresponsible because they're not demanding vaccination evidence, or is it that the cruise ships are being overly responsible because they're requiring evidence of vaccination? So I, I, I know that there's going to be some there would be some discourse going both ways, um, but it i feel like it's the start of something it's a really good example of <clears throat> seeing it snowball out of control where well, it really affects people's day-to-day lives and
0: in this case maybe even their survival well let's look at it for what it is we're we're basically starting to pick who lives and who dies i mean that's 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 a very extreme outlook of 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 the potential outcome here on the island with this volcano. But that's, that's literally what it is. It's saying, I've got this bias that if you haven't been vaccinated, you will kill me. So therefore, because I'm on this side of the choice, we're going to let you die instead. Like it's just this really messy situation when you can start to buy into these confirmational biases. We're not talking about, you know, I love Texas football and they can do no wrong, even though the last 10 seasons have sucked. Uh, You know?
1: Yeah. Tom Herman came from Ohio State, but we don't need to bring that up. Yeah. He was great when he was with us. Then he went to Texas and things got weird.
0: Well, it's because he can't play in the Big 12. That was the problem.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Now you're getting funny. No, but really, Tyler, what you were saying is like there's this there's this leap where confirmation bias kind of moves into tribalism. So it's like it's one thing to have ideas that you're trying to confirm. And and Randall, I kind of want to get your take on this. Um, There's this there's this idea area where you just want to have your ideas confirmed. And then there's the tribal side, which is, okay. I'm actually going to take action in my life. Against those who don't hold my my particular bias, um, I'm sure that legally there's all kinds of situations. I'm sure Randall in court you've probably seen seen this plenty of times. But um, what are your thoughts on that? My like on, on on that sort of transition from idea ideas to actual action.
2: Well, it's it, that's 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 where the line kind of you need to draw some kind of line because at some point confirmation bias can lead to irrational decisions that uh, other people 50 years um, down the road would look at it and say, well, that didn't make any sense, but they weren't in that situation. Um, and so defining where that line, in is, line is is probably one of the most difficult things to do. Uh, I was thinking about this, this cruise ship and there's all kinds of different confirmation biases uh, layered into here. Like there could be the confirmation bias that Tyler mentioned about you know them thinking that COVID will kill me. There could also be the confirmation bias that they're assuming that anybody who didn't take the vaccine actually willfully didn't didn't get it. Like so, th- they're just punishing the people who didn't take the vaccine when not it's not rolled out to the point where everybody does have a chance to take it. Like there's age restrictions sure. and all those yep. other things, and so there's so many different confirmation biases layered on so many different levels. Then you go to divorce court. And there's so much confirmation bias on both sides. Like everybody just knows by the end that they they weren't supposed to, like to be together. It's, it's ridiculous. Like anytime <clears throat> somebody says something, that just confirms. Um, but when you're talking about taking um, a belief and turning it into an action that affects other people, that's that's when confirmation bias really starts to get dangerous. And that's why I brought up those yeah. those. Uh, situations because you're 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 not affecting your life alone anymore you're affecting the lives of other people and when you are affecting the lives of other people and it's a large scale like there's things that you need to take into account that you wouldn't normally take into account um, and you just need to be okay with that fact because it doesn't affect just you at anymore
1: Very yeah, very well said very true and I think about my religion my so we've I've mentioned that I'm a quarter Jewish and I embrace that part of my my, my ancestry my heritage you know but by by religion I am Christian. And if I'm being honest, the most rigorous practice of my faith as a Christian is the challenge to to love everyone regardless of what they believe. And that's kind of hard to do in a social media, you know, 2021 age where, uh, at a digital age where we are... It seems anyway that that we're more likely than ever to um, to group ourselves into into these groups where the the common denominator is bias or or any kind of particular bias. And so I feel like I feel sort of impelled to more than ever before, be aware of my own confirmation bias. I know I'm always going to have it. I'm a human. That's something I came here with—is that proclivity toward a confirmation bias. But man, I hope that I can identify when that's happening and still love other people. In other words, I hope that I don't hold anyone off the cruise ship, even if that means I get sick. Like if if I can, it, to me, that's the grand gesture: is is can you love someone enough, no matter what they believe, to be willing to serve them and to into sacrifice for them in some way.
0: Well said, absolutely well said. And, and so I had this conversation, a similar one recently with some friends. Um, actually, Eli, you're in this chat group, although I don't know how, how much you, you follow it, but we were talking about, uh, when we make, um, judgments basically. And, you know, I brought up the point that it's human nature to need to make judgment uh, it, it's self-preservation. It's, you know, I need to keep myself safe. I need to keep my family safe. I need to, you know, whatever. But so we make the initial judgment, which is human nature, but then to be able to take a step back from that and say, okay, I made the judgment. So now I've got like this barrier. I've got this buffer. Now let's consider it. And do we do that with our conformational biases when everything is set up that way? I mean, so my, my mother-in-law, she's in town and my family, we've got iPhones, me and my wife, that's what we have. my We've got iPads, my daughter's got an old iPhone. Um, my mother-in-law, she's got an Android. And so the conversation came up that two iPhone users, when they message each other, the message bubbles are blue. Whereas if you message somebody that's not on an Android, it's green, right? And it creates a essentially a confirmational bias of you and I are the same and we've made a good choice to have a good phone and you have chosen something else, right? everything is that way and it makes it really 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 (laughs) difficult for for us to be like to to be able to see people as people and and that your choice though i wouldn't make it doesn't make it evil or bad or wrong now you know if you're going to go out and you're just going to start randomly killing people that's different but but if you've picked a different phone or you've picked a different faith or you've picked does you know does my confirmational bias make me right and you wrong and how do we take a step back from that
1: yeah, I think that's the question. I think that's the reason to panic is you know how how far will we how far do we think that we're going? Like how far off the deep end have we gone already? And you know, secondly, is it really that against our typical human nature? Like are we are we are we confirming our biases more now than ever or are we actually not? We just it just looks like we are because it's so visible now. Um, it's, it's maybe we have more opportunities to do so. Um, and it's interesting. It's, it, I think an analysis of this really would be very fascinating.
0: We're starting to get more philosophical, I think, than we usually do. So Randall, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a, a shot here. If you've got any final thoughts or insights, and then we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give you the, the, uh, the criteria for scoring this out and we'll, we'll finish up. Uh,
2: I was a divorce attorney for a while and I had the opportunity to, see confirmation bias happen on large and small scales and um (laughs) there was uh, a, a couple that came to uh to an attorney that i knew and they wanted to get divorced and they had a daughter together and the 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 couple asked him, they said, well, what will happen? What What are the aspects or what, you know, what, what what would happen? Like, we really aren't having a good time. Life's tough. And he does this, she does this, blah, blah, blah. What 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 will happen? And he said, well, can Can I bring your daughter over here? Because they had brought their daughter to this. So it was weird. Anyways, he pulls out a <laughs> knife and he puts her hands on the table. And he says, if you get divorced, it'll be like cutting off every every single one of the fingers on her hand. Um, and... What that did is that wow. they, they, they flipped it and he flipped it around. They didn't end up getting divorced, but what he did is he destroyed their confirmation bias that they had of each other. Like in that one instant, he was able to take an extreme measure and and he was able to flip their confirmation bias against each other and turn it into something where they were able to work together and help raise this kid and, and have a good family. And when I heard that story and I thought, well, that's, that's cool. Um, how can I apply that to my life? It wasn't really necessarily about co- applying confirmation bias to my life, but it was about applying a uh, paradigm shifts to other people's lives. And I found that the, the most significant way that, that I could help people change their confirmation bias was to give them something that was so, Far out of their realm of expectation that they had no no ability but to think of it in a different perspective and I did that all the time and I find that that's that's really the only way that I've been able to help overcome my own biases and stuff like that is to just be you know to put it all out there and just just to have the, the craziest scenario that I just I can't deny it anymore and so that's that's really all I wanted to say was that that's like my my fix is just blow it up and and then come back to reality.
1: I think Warner Brothers, they, they really did a good job of simplifying confirmation bias, in, in, at least in a setting of um, – like, like in an argumentative application. How many times did you see like Daffy Duck and, um, and like Bugs Bunny arguing and then one's like, yes, no, yes, no. And then one says the answer that the other has been saying – And then they start swapping. You ever seen those cartoons? It's like yes, no, Uh yes, no, no, yes, no, yes. (laughs) Yes. They would rather fight (laughs) than than really think about what they're doing. Um, So uh, that's sort of a good introduction to confirmation bias. Um, I I try not to be. I try. I try. I try. I think we all try to do the best we can to be open minded. But Dr. Pepper's the best soda in the world. You gotta be kidding me. And I don't understand (laughs) anyone who doesn't accept objective truth in that in that way. I mean, Dr. Pepper, the best. What's wrong with everyone else?
2: How often do you have kidney
1: stones? Um, at least every (laughs) every other Thursday, probably.
0: Uh, oh, I, a friend of mine. He'd he'd, he'd drink Doctor or uh, Mister Pib, and so somebody asked because I grew up in Texas, and Doctor Pepper is almost a religion down there in Texas. And, and he was as drinking as it Mr. should Pib, be, yeah, as it should be. Bluebell ice cream and Doctor Pepper. I mean, what more could you want? <laughs> um, This episode still not brought to you by Bluebell. I'm determined. Actually, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but he'd walk around just because he thought he was funny with a Mr. Pib and say he was, it was Dr. Pepper's uh, less educated, um, <laughs> less sophisticated uh, cousin, you know, yeah. <laughs> I drink them both, honestly. Oh man. All right. Well, let's go, let's go ahead and let's score this thing out. So here's, here's how we're going to score it. Um, because we all recognize we have confirmation bias. It happens. It's human nature. So what I want to score is the, the, the danger or the reason to panic over people not being able to recognize and take a step back from their confirmation biases in society today. Cause we see it with everything. We're seeing it across the political, economic, social spectrums. Um, the confirmation bias is there, but, but being unable to separate out of it. So, um, Randall, you pointed out, we start with you all the time. So I'm going to start with Eli this time. We're going to, we're going to go to him first. All right. Thank you. Finally. Gosh, I'm always last.
1: Sorry. Uh, you know what? I'll defer to Randall. Go ahead. Randall. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll go. Um, I, I, so I, I think, I think it's just built in. I think we're, we're going to confirm our biases. It's just a matter of how much damage Are we going to do not just to ourselves but to others um i think if you can largely keep it um ideological and um and and largely largely keep it in your head um and not harm anyone else then it's lower on the panic scale i think that if you are an extremist and you're seeking to harm others because they think or believe differently than you then it's a 10 um but for all intents and purposes, if I, I, you know, I've know, i got to put this at one number on the scale, I'll put confirmation bias as a five trending upward, because I think we're seeing more and more of it because it's more visible. And I think it's leading to more violence. And that does frighten me.
0: Well said. All right, Randall, to you.
2: Um, I will give this a seven. And, um, I give this a seven because I've not witnessed, but seen billions of dollars of damage and riots the past year. Um, and a lot of it was based on some fairly significant confirmation bias from, um, a lot of people who were, um, there to to do stuff just because, um, somebody else said to do it. And so, um, while I agree with the sentiment that there are certain things that are worth fighting for, um. I believe that confirmation bias is causing serious damage right now, and so that's why I'm giving it a, a seven.
0: And, and I'm going to be right there with with both of you. I mean, we're, we're definitely seeing uh, very high cost. We're seeing high uh, economic cost. We're seeing very high social uh, cost. We're seeing very high emotional cost. Um, as as people try and grapple with the fact that they may be on the minority of a confirmation bias, Uh, Eli, you mentioned the the tribalism of it, uh, you know, and, and suicide rates are up, um, cost in in damages and and things like that are up, uh, violence. I don't know if violence is necessarily up or if it's just got a bigger spotlight cast on it now than it has in the past, but it, it seems like it's up. And it's not because, People have opinions. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion or a voice or a or a or a view or even a cause, but when your confirmation bias dictates that I'm right, therefore everybody else must be wrong and be and be put down in in uh, tragic ways. Uh, you know that's that's a very dangerous thing. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it uh, up a little closer to uh to where randall's at i'm going to be a six and six and a half uh, going upwards of a seven and climbing like eli said just because it seems like it's just kind of accelerating away from us and so uh you know as we close out this this segment like i said it got maybe a little bit more philosophical f- philosophical there it is than hmm, than normal a um,
1: like a both yeah they're both, they're both good <laughs> words
0: thanks guys thanks y'all are swell um yeah but i i, I just <laughs> want that kind of to be the takeaway recognize that you have confirmation bias recognize that doesn't make you a bad person but take a minute and back up from a little bit and 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 use what uh, the lawyer suggested give yourself just an extreme case scenario of what that looks like and see if maybe you can't uh, at least look at things from from a different perspective Um, put yourself in somebody else's shoes so it it would be
1: better if you looked at it from my perspective but you know whatever tyler said yeah just do what tyler said it's fine yeah
2: did you yeah. give a way to get over confirmation bias, Eli?
1: Did I give a way to get over? Oh, did I provide one? Um, yeah, because
2: I'm trying to figure out what your perspective was. Other,
1: than... um, I'm just telling people if if they're if they're not sure what to believe, just just believe what I believe, and you'll be fine. I mean, that's okay. everything is better if you believe what I believe, and I feel better, and that's really what matters. So,
0: four legs bad, two legs good. Just follow Eli. <laughs> so there, there's a reference there if you don't know what that is shame on you Google it uh, well thank you everybody for tuning in we will uh, we'll chat with you next week like us on uh, Spotify iTunes wherever you, uh, you found us um, and then in the comments on our Facebook uh, if you haven't liked our Facebook page come on over like the page and, and let us know what, um, what is a, a confirmation bias that uh, you've, you've managed to uh, overcome or, or to be able to at least see from a different perspective we'd love to hear from you and uh, we will chat with you all next week.